Hello and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes go on a date and they review it. My name is David Stallings and I am one of the straight dudes. And I am Ricky Rivera, the other straight dude. Today, no theater. No, no movie theater. theater. We cuddled up. Cuddled. In David's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Lights on, okay. My new TV Socks in there. On, no, nothing mm-hmm. weird. No, no weirdness, okay. Separation on the bed. Separation. There was at least like three or four inches. Okay? Mm-hmm. We were under the blanket, but that's because it's cold in here. It's cold in my house. Netflix. We hit a Netflix mm-hmm. movie this week. Yes, we did. The, <laughs> we did the Netflix and chill. I think. <laughs> I think is what this was. I think that's what this was, right? That was a Netflix and chill. That's what we just did, right? It was chilly. So Why? Yeah, it was so Netflix cold. It was so cold, bro. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It was a Netflix and chill. That's all it was. There's not worse than Netflix and chill. <laughs> I had a great time. I don't know why you're saying it's a bad Netflix and chill, no, it was dude. Good Netflix and chill. We chilled. You know, a Netflix and chill with the homie. You know, that's true. Yeah. That, yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we did. We had we did a Netflix and chill today. That's what we did. Like every normal person, uh, we saw the killer. Popular. Netflix movie going on right now that is only popular for this week because it's Netflix. Yep, it will die uh, next week. That is how this always goes. Very a very momentary uh, regime that they have, but it's number one on the website right now. So yeah, and so we watched it. Yeah, uh, well, it's di- uh, directed by David Fincher, so it's gonna be number one. Borderline theatrical release. Very surprised it wasn't. I wonder if there's a reason. I yeah, mean, we have our own thoughts on why, but like there, there had to be a reason why. He, I guess maybe they just paid the most. It's a simple movie to make. Well, you told me that David Fincher is the one who did House of Cards, right? Yeah. And Seven was also a Netflix show, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it's I. I, I think just it, have a deal. Yeah, I'm, I think it might just be that Mr. Fincher happens to be close with the people running Netflix so it's like you just stick with what you with who you know and that's fine that is true it's probably paying them the most yeah um but I I yeah. agree this was kind of a I, I don't know this is kind of a weird movie to not release in theaters but also I don't know where the market would be for it yeah I agree with you I I, I don't think I mean where do you even release it too it would have had to have been a couple weeks ago yeah like this is a weird time to try and do an original thing like this was basically a, another version of the equalizer too yeah. it's like though this could be argued oh, i don't know actually how old the equalizer is it's probably an old old thing because there's a show ancient. back in the day ancient because this is also based off of a book so I, I did read up that the reason why he wanted to to make the killer is apparently he's been obsessed with the book for like 20 something years the books are powerful bro yeah. there's he's just has always wanted to have the opportunity to make something like this why it took 20 years to do it, who knows? But, I mean, he had other things going on, so I get it. I mean, he went to, he had to go to Paris to film it. He had to go to the Dominican Republic. He had to go to all these different places to film it. And that takes, that takes at least a decade yeah. to do. Now, you know. That is true. It takes a while to do, but, mm-hmm. like, there's only, I mean. Especially I if you you're driving. Get, I know you got to get the, the, you know, the actual supporting cast and, like, the production people and everybody involved in all of that. But as far as acting schedules well, go, it, it made it, one schedule. <laughs> it may have also just been it took a while because I would imagine it's really hard to find an actor who is a real life assassin. That's true. Who's willing to out themselves for it, you yeah, know? That's, that is true. That must have been a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of casting that they went through trying to find someone to confess to being an assassin. Very true. And then hard get arrested immediately after filming's all done. Yeah. 
just like, like sign it away. Thank you. Your Netflix deal. You won't make any money. No it. money. <laughs> but that's not from the arrest thing. That's just real life. So yeah. This fun. is about like <laughs> the person wants to have a legacy. You yeah. know what I mean, they want to have a legacy. They're done with it. All right. We'll we'll talk about my my no good, very bad day. Isn't that just like? Never mind. I won't get into it. Okay. All right. I was gonna say something. I don't want to get into. No. No. Isn't that just like anybody who does deals with Netflix <laughs> for legacy? At this point, like, you know, I, I didn't want to get too political, what, what, but like, you know, can you, can you elaborate? <laughs> what do you mean? I just feel like, you know, when you do Netflix content, like, I feel like when you move to like, I do streaming content, you know, for the streaming platforms, it's usually when you're on like a bit of a decline in your career. I don't, I don't know about that. I feel like, I don't know. It seems like there's just there's more freedom for the creators yeah with with netflix i i don't know because we've talked about that streaming movies kind of feel like uh the straight to tv movies that happened back in the day you know so it's a little yeah. weird but then i'm also thinking of like ozark which is one of my favorite shows ozark's amazing and jason bateman he's that he is not on the decline at all Love this man. No. I, and he got to be heavily involved with actually making the show. Yeah. And I think that's how Netflix operates. Yeah. I just feel like it, for for streaming platforms like that, usually it just takes a while for those things to take off. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very rare when you come across something that pops off initially. Yeah. Because I feel like even with Ozark, I didn't really start seeing the hype around it until like season two or three. Yeah. Because like, we were obviously hyped because we like Jason Bateman. Yes. But as far as like everybody being excited and seeing commercials for it and stuff like that. Yeah. It wasn't until later in the seasons. Mm -hmm. I know that that's most TV shows, but it, with Netflix, it's especially different because it just takes you a while. It's like yeah. right there. It's kind of weird, you know? It's like the movie theater, you feel like you have to go see it right now before it gets out of theater. Mm -hmm. As to where with the streaming, you're like, yeah, just watch it while I'm working. It'll like come up. Weeks. I'll do it when I do queue. it. We got to get through that first. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay, I can it, see that. It takes a little bit of time for those kind of... That's the risk that you run, is it just... It takes a while for something to take off, if it does take off. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of Netflix original content that doesn't take off. Mm -hmm. It's probably a very, you know, few handful. There's probably... I think even Netflix has already said they're going to go down on making content because they know they put it too much out. Yeah. I think they just announced that, like, a week ago, they're going to drop their movie count by, like, 20 or something. It was, like, 50 to 30 movies a year or something like that. Like, they're dropping it down. That's that's crazy, man. Which, well, hopefully but that, it makes sense. Hopefully that ups the ups quality. Ups the quality, yeah. That's you probably the goal. I mean? mm. That has to be the goal, because Netflix is the only one where they have such a wide variety of original shows, but you don't really know about them because there's so much. Yeah. As compared to, like, something like Amazon, you know every show that they have coming out because they put out three a year. Mm -hmm. and yeah, they put way too much money. <laughs> and they take they take forever on all of their shows. Yeah, they're like Lord of the Rings. Just throw a billion at it. I don't know. Yeah, just give it the season a billion dollars. That's all you need. Perfect. Yeah, Carnival Row. Don't even know what it is. Here's like five hundred million. Just I actually I actually watched the first season of that show. Was it good? It. I remember it being interesting. I know it's, money. I know it's like really high quality. Yeah, it was it was solid. It was weird to see uh, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I feel like Orlando Bloom is just that person of anytime I see him now, it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, but I I remember enjoying it, but also being somewhat confused because it was like a high fantasy setting, and that's always it looked confusing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I saw the trailer and I was like, I think I'm gonna be lost the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, I was a bit lost during it, but I maybe I wasn't paying that much attention. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But it was definitely good quality. I remember that. Yeah. Sorry, Saitan. Sorry. Yeah, we the saw killer. a movie. We saw a movie. We saw a movie. This one, The Killer. I'll go into it real quick so you know what I'm talking about. What we're talking about. Uh, very simple. The Killer. It's uh, The Killer is Michael Fassbender, and... He is a well-trained assassin, and he treats it just like a day job, and he's extremely methodical and logical about how the day is run, and he has a bad day. He has a, an off day, kills the wrong person, and there are consequences to that, such as people trying to kill him, but instead hurting his wife or friend, whatever it was, uh, and then him going on a basically a revenge quest to yeah yeah think of it as like a, a noir john wick but instead yes. of a dog it's his girlfriend wife yeah that's exactly what yeah. i thought of with this bro it's, it's just like a noir kind of thriller in that sense it felt like a book just the way it was narrated and the way they wrote the script i mean it just you can just definitely tell it's based off of a book yeah but it just I kind of like that for the beginning, like chapter one, which the movie was separated into six chapters. Uh, chapter one was like really cool with that style of doing the narration over just his normal day as he's prepping for this assassination. And it was a cool style and it got, it got me hooked, but then continuing to do that through the movie, it felt like I started to feel like I hadn't heard any anyone on screen actually talk in yeah. like 30 minutes at one point and was, that was just a weird experience to me yeah i get what they were trying to do i think they were just trying to show like a testament to his character of just how uh he really is you know like no empathy no emotion no mistake so i, I think that's why he just never talks to anybody yeah but it is kind of weird after a while. It makes sense for the man to not talk. The whole thing he talked about in the narration was that he wanted to just be a normal guy and not leave any imprint on people. So just don't talk, like, at all. Like, that makes sense. Just was kind of weird. Yeah, there's no reason for the dialogue here because I'm a man of my craft. I know... I know what I'm doing, and I know that if we start talking, that, mm -hmm. that I show weakness yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Like even when he's um, when he's in the office, you know, and he kills his handler, and then the assistant, and the assistant's, you know, just don't let me make look like I disappear. My family needs a life insurance, and he's just like no empathy, and then he still makes another like slight mistake uh -huh. of showing empathy in that way. Mm -hmm. But then he recovers. He's like, how can I? Yeah, I can do that. I can make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be fine. This will be fine. Still, Twister. Still killer. Yep. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't talk the whole time. Like he just he barely talks to her the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's a testament of just who he is. He just doesn't want to have the conversation because he just. I think it makes it. I don't know if it makes it harder or if he just has the lack of emotion, in I, that sense. Well, I, I think it worked though because even though I wasn't a huge fan of that style, Michael Fassbender really did create a very intense character to portray through it where I loved everyone else's reactions when they did when the gun gets pulled out and they realize that who he is they they just start freaking out and they just start over talking and he's just yep. just watch him yeah and it's a testament to his acting too because he 
he is able to show so much emotion without ever saying anything to you. Yeah. Which I was impressed by. I, I did notice that. I was like, wow, he's like actually... Like, I can feel the emotion from his faces and how, like, he's distraught right now, mm-hmm. but he's not saying a word. Yeah. Just very much to himself and just got to get it going. Yeah. Which I think is why this movie's doing so well. It's because it's very artsy mm-hmm. in that sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. They, there's just something, it feels like something's missing from the movie. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of these assassin-like movies. Where, like, I don't know. The process of it just didn't seem too thrilling to me. Like, I was starting to get a little bored <laughs> through it. Because it was like, all right. It, I think it's the same issue I had with The Equalizer when we watched that, which was like, you're too good at your job. Even though it's supposedly the bad day, you're too good at this. And I don't feel I'm like, yeah, things are going to be fine. I don't. I don't know. That that was the take I had for it, but yeah, I I, just, I think I just might not be a fan of these kinds of movies. Is what it's coming to. The like that noir style or just action, like the the slow paced assassin action. Slow paced assassin action. I think. Yeah. Now that said, the only other Michael Fassbender movie that I'm aware of that I've seen is him as an, another assassin in Assassin's Creed. I did see oh. that movie. Do you remember that? I never. I didn't know they made a movie. They that they made that they like the first three games. They made a mo- that movie like like six years ago. Huh. I think because I'm not a true gamer. No, you're not. You're not a true I, gamer. I did not know that they made Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. Is that? I mean, did it do well? No. Maybe because maybe that's why I've never heard Ubisoft's, of it. <laughs> Ubisoft's goal was to make it like a franchise out of it. Was this in the era where games were trying, or when yeah, when people were trying to make video game movies and they just all flopped? Because I feel like video game movies have only started to get good in the last like two or three years. Yes. So this was before then. This was before COVID and everything. Okay. So it was like I I think it was like 2016 or 2017, um, maybe 2015. It was a while ago. And I remember seeing it, but I don't remember anything about it. Hmm. I remember my sister, for some reason, wanted to take me to see it because she knew I had played the games, which was a sweet thing. But when? 2015? I think so. Bro, I'd have been working at the movie theater when that came out. I still don't remember it. (laughs) Yeah, no one seemed to care about it. Maybe we just didn't show it. I I worked there for like three years in that time period. So I, I don't know. I. It had to be in that range, 15 to 17. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, they wanted to make, like, a whole franchise out of it, and it just it very clearly fell below the mark because they only made the one. Well, Assassin's Creed, I mean, that's just such a fun game to play. I don't Which ones did you lie. play? The first, like, three. Bro. I know they've gotten better. No. I, oh, really? I don't <laughs> care about any of the new ones. I've, I stopped playing... I played all the way up until, like, Syndicate, which was, like, we were in the Industrial Revolution in England. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's far beyond my knowledge. I, 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 really, I, remember, I know I played the first three, mm-hmm. but the first one is really the only one I remember because I played it multiple times. Bro, the second one. The second one is where it's at. The second one was amazing. Yeah. That was the first Italy Renaissance one, and that is just my favorite time in history, like, ever from studying it and everything even before playing the games like i always was super into that era and then that game happened and i was like this is incredible i just loved messing with people and then hiding in a haystack 
That is still a constant now. (laughs) Or jumping from super high up places into a haystack. Yep. Every time you're like, bro, (laughs) is there any logic to this at all? No. It doesn't matter, bro. It was great. It was just good times. Yeah. Yeah. So many games back then just didn't need to have good concepts, you know? So you didn't play Black Flag? No. Bro, that game was incredible. Yeah, I never played it. That one genuinely was awesome because that was a pirate one, and you got to not only do they have the awesome, like, normal hand to hand combat, but now you had the boat. And the oh, sea combat did. was amazing, oh, bro. I might have to check that out. That game is still great. <laughs> I might have to check that out because I like Sea of Thieves. I love the boat, the boat fighting. Yes. That's my favorite thing in Sea of Thieves. But this one allows you, like, it's just you and you have full control over the boat uh, and shooting it and everything. And it was, it was still really tough to get used to, but it yeah. was so fun and satisfying. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I- I really remember liking the Assassin's Creed game, so I, I don't know what stopped me from ever playing them again. Maybe I just... There was a couple years where I didn't have an Xbox or anything. Oh, you, it ruined like, you. It's like the 20, like 16 to 18, 19 era. Maybe this is what... Maybe that's why you didn't see... That Maybe that's why you didn't see the movie either, yeah. because you lost your Xbox. Yeah, I just didn't have an Xbox for a while. And I, I, I remember, actually, I, did, I switched to PlayStation. And were those games on PlayStation? Or were they Xbox exclusives? No, I think they were. Hmm. I think they were. I don't know, man. I don't remember anything about exclusive. I don't think they were doing that back then. I don't I'm know. I'm not a real gamer. That's all it is. No, it's you're not. Back you're now. not, dude. No. Look, man, take me back to the day when I could just play Peggle. All right? <laughs> when having all the Peggle achievements was an, was an accomplishment. <laughs> oh, Nowadays, dude. I can't I can't just flaunt that around and be like, dude, I 100% at Peggle. Okay? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a grandmaster in Peggle. Okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. Dude, I watched, uh, there's a, there's a streamer I watch who's big into Peggle as well. And he, I think like last year or the year before randomly was like, I'm going to do the grandmaster speed run. No, I have not done any preparation for this at all. I barely know what I'm doing. I love this game. I can do, I, I'm great at this game, but I have no idea what what all I'll have to do for the Grandmaster speedrun. I'm sh- the bottom guy, the person in last place on the leaderboard at the time was like 10 hours. He's like, I'll beat that. That's easy. And the stream ended up being 14 hours long. <laughs> yeah, no, no shot, bro. That's such a hard challenge. I went and watched that entire stream. I was going through his archive. I watched the entire thing and the amount of delusion this man went into, like, the perfect run just insanity that he started like he he was going crazy trying to do this speed run it was hilarious bro so you should do that there was a i i only think i remember being able to do all that stuff on xbox because there was like a way where you could restart the 360 back in the day okay it was something with like switching accounts or having to restart your 360 that would just keep the game like saved where it was Mm -hmm. and you could come back and do it but I mean, obviously, you can't do that in a speed run. No, no, no. No, that's yeah. illegal. You'll go to jail. Yeah, unless you're critical, then it's... You know, <laughs> True, yeah. It's not allowed. If you're critical, it's allowed. I, I think you should do... I think we should stream, and you should do the Grandmaster speed run. Oh, I'd be terrible at it, bro. My <laughs> Peggle skills are out the roof. It'd be great. I was playing it again a couple uh, weeks ago, and I was just like, man, I'm so bad at this game now. <laughs> I'm so trash at it. <laughs> I can only play it to impress on the little uh, kiosk that you get at like restaurants. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a Chili's and it has little games. I'm like, I could be people on Peggle on there, but that's about the extent of my yeah <laughs> my Peggle skills these days. But yeah, I've not played that in a while. It's just a pointless game, gamer man. Like Peggle, Tetris. I still get down on Tetris. We know this. <laughs> really? We know this. I I go in on some Tetris. <laughs> bro, Tetris ninety nine. Loved it. That's is that the battle royale yeah, one? Yeah, loved yeah. Loved it, bro. I love Tetris. All my homies know I love Tetris. I don't remember the last time I played Tetris, bro. Bro. That seems like such an old person game. Oh, I can't no. say that. I'm playing chess. So. No, bro. It's so intense. It's It gets so fast-paced, too. It's so fun. You got to play Tetris Connected. That's the, it's the newest one that they have out, and it's just it, it's bliss and stress all in the same boat, bro. It's so nice. <laughs> it's bl- okay. All right. I, I, I'll show you a clip after this, man. It's so fun. It's just you're, you're playing Tetris and there's music going on, but the blocks uh, go with the music and the effects happening in the background. So it's okay. like when you slam down a piece, it make, adds to the beat that you're listening to, and then as you start going, the music progresses the, the more you play and the okay. harder it gets the more intense the music gets and then it'll cool down and it'll change genres and you just keep going it's it's so fun there's a city I'll, I'll show you the city level is my favorite it's all like jazz and you're in like the streets of New York oh it's jazz like, when you move the block around yeah then you move the block around and it makes all those little piano it's oh dude it's, it's so fun <laughs> alright alright I, I love Tetris I could, I could seriously sit here and give you all the Tetris strats it's just <laughs> all the Tetris strats it, bro is there an got, insane amount oh, for that bro, game you gotta watch the freaking the, the championships that's where it's at bro the Tetris competitions there's there's yeah, Tetris of course there's Tetris competitions okay bro it's it's fun so there's Tetris esports players too uh, kinda I think it's just that like random like E3 conventions that they'll do they'll just like host like the the, the world championship Tetris. do they even do I don't think they do E3 anymore no it's been a while I don't know the yeah. last time there was a Tetris competition I mean with COVID I, I kind of lost track of all that because it's like all that stuff yeah the Tetris canceled. community was in shambles it because of shambles, because of it's more COVID. fun when you're face to face right mm-hmm. you know you gotta you gotta look your team your, your your guy in the eye and just be like I'm gonna beat you at this I'm gonna beat you. Like you're gonna lose to I'm me. Gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna I'm gonna T spin the out of you. So when they so when they arrive, do they do all the players like line up one to one with other people <laughs> and then go, I'm I'm gonna beat you and then the line moves and they all say it again, I'm gonna beat you and no, then they, the line they, moves they, one. Well, they gotta like configure their way into the line. Oh I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you look at those boards and if you're not a Tetris player, it's stressful to watch. But if you know what they're like setting up, you're like, oh, Oh, that's gonna be sad. Oh, I see it. I see, I see it. it. I see it. And then they they crank that little teaspoon in there, and you're like, <laughs> bliss. It's nice. That all right? Well, Tetris knowledge again. This is why I can't be a modern day gamer. <laughs> Because I play games nowadays and I'm like, what's going on? Nah, dude, that's just your brand. You you can be a gamer and you're the Tetris guy. Yeah, I look you at know? games like Baldur's Gate and I'm like, bro, that's a lot. No, couldn't no be Tetris. me. Couldn't be me. That's a lot of work. I love, I love D&D. Baldur's Gate, I probably will not play for a very, very, very long time. I would love to get into Baldur's Gate if I, A, had the time to do it, mm-hmm. and B, had the processing power on my computer <laughs> to do it, because I know for a fact that that game will not run on my computer. Right, right, yeah. I have such a low-grade, just terrible graphics card that this thing will not run. <laughs> it's bad. 
Oh man. Yeah. We saw. We the saw the movie. Yeah, we saw the movie. The killer. Uh, yeah. Well, side tangent. I don't even know how I got there. Um, this movie. Uh, okay, we got to talk about the soundtrack because the soundtrack is a big part of this movie, mm-hmm. and it's just like three Smith songs that just play over and over, and it's good. We got to talk. We got. We got to talk about the soundtrack. It's good. Look, the Smith, like the Smiths fans out there, are just. It's it's one of those those markets where it's like, you either don't know who the Smiths are or you love them. Like that's just how most people are. They they just they love the Smiths. It just reminds them of their peak, you know, nineties days. Well, I'm in I'm in the other boat. I have no idea. Exactly. I, I had no idea. It's it's hard to meet people who are like, oh, I know the Smiths. I I hate that band. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like it's not a very big. It's just most people they like it or they just never heard of it. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, I liked what I liked what they did of. Especially in the first scene, I don't recall if they did it again, but having the music going in and out yeah. of like the music is blaring in the audio and then we cut out from his perspective and now it's uh, dampened as if you're hearing it through someone else's headphones mm-hmm. and going back and forth. That was really cool, but like I just thought that was a style. Yeah, it was an interesting style. Um, I, that's just a director thing too. He just he's always had weird styles like that. I don't know if House of Cards was like that very much. Where oh, bro, there's weird just like scenes that kind of cut in and out. House of Cards, I I know myself included. People people are they have a rough relationship with that show because of what happened. But yeah. bro, truly that was one of the best shows of the 2010s. Like actually, and it's so unfortunate that. Justifiably so They had to just ruin the show at the end Like Not much you can do about that huh Nope uh, You know when you're just an awful person Like yeah we should We should cut that But I I still have gone back and rewatched The first five seasons of that show Three or four times And I don't think the majority of people can do that (laughs) Well it's hard to go back and watch something like that Knowing what you know now you know oh, what I mean? Oh, but dude. I know. I know. It is so... Look. Look. As a politics guy, too, it's... It, it is fascinating. It's such a fascinating show to me. It's so ridiculously intense. And I know people who struggle with shows that are over-the-top intense like that. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, friends of mine who can't watch Ozark. And people have struggled with Game of Thrones. House of Cards has that same kind of energy. Mm, where, I love that. But the crazy thing of, of of House of Cards was that there was never like any like action or anything too. Yeah. It's just it's all politics. But the way they wrote it and the way they executed it and how uh, Kevin Spacey how he did that character, it felt like the end of the world every episode. And yeah. they're just they're trying to get an education bill through. Yeah. End of the world right now if we don't get this. And it was bizarre. I yeah, I I'd be interested to check it out. I just don't think I'd like the political aspect of it. I love the intense shows like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Ozarks, I love the intensity of Ozarks. Yeah. It just it's just even though there's really not much happening at certain times, you know in the background though like this is yeah. Wendy Bird's just driving, whatever, mm-hmm. being a bird lady. Yeah, but like, her family is also at risk of dying at this current moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if she doesn't just go and talk to this politician to get something done, yeah, her family will literally just die. Well, I think that's why I lo- I 
I found House of Cards to be so fascinating because there's never there there's not the threat the like looming threat of like we will die through this at some point like that is not the driving point of the show the driving point of that show is simply just pursuing power because I want it and that is it's just awful but it was it was an, a fascinating show to watch because that was the entire driving force of it yeah is he uh is he he's is he technically like a bad guy throughout the whole thing or is that just based on your own personal view because i guess it's political well so they don't they don't really frame frank underwood his character as like he is good or bad because of his politics they frame him as bad because he is a he is a glutton for power and that is and that is not good yeah so inherently him and his wife are the bad guys but it comes off anti-hero-ish because you are enthralled with these characters. So you, they're not going to go away. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. They're not going to go away until one of them does something really bad in real life. And then they go away. So then this director just has a really good way of portraying that. Cause that's so I had no idea. Like yeah, that. I had no idea that this was the same director who did The House of Cards. And yeah. I could, there are some similarities, the more I'm thinking about it, that that makes sense. Because this felt intense. Well, I mean, it's the same way even in, like, Fight Club, the most popular movie. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, I mean, they're not good people. Like, he's not a good guy Yeah. in Fight Club. Edward Norton is not a good person. The, this whole thing is that they're setting up anarchy, and you're rooting for it, but at the same time, you don't realize it towards the end of the movie that you're like, oh, no, he's just a psychopath that's just, like, <laughs> right. for destruction of people's yeah. lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he has a really good way of making that, that psychopath tone uh, into a, an enjoyable way to watch. It's it's really strange the way they do it. Yeah. Because uh, even here in The Assassin, I mean, he's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. But the whole time you're like rooting for him to get revenge for yeah. his girlfriend, wife. Yeah. But at the same time, he kills people for a living and he feels no sympathy doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that right there, if that was IRL, you'd, you know, you'd be like, put that man in jail. Yeah, horrible person. But the whole time in the movie, you're kind of like, Oh, dude, don't die. You got this. Get your, you got this. Get, get your revenge. Get I would your revenge. do the same. <laughs> I would do the same. Oh, brother. yeah. Easy. The only difference between me and you, though, is that he literally feels nothing from me. In <laughs> fact, right. his sympathy that he shows in the end of the movie is probably one of the only human emotions he shows in the whole time. Yeah. Is that and the fact that he had a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Interesting movie. Yeah. And the also movie. the only difference between him and I is that there's no conceivable way I would come up with the crazy plans that he came up with in order to kill these people. I know. He no kinda, way. He kind of goes all out. Goes all out. Even just something as simple as like, I want to get into the parking garage. How do I get them to open it up? Postmates. Mm-hmm. No, it, nope. I'm not smart enough to think of that. Yeah. There's a, there are a few things that I wanted to mention to you. I, like the whole movie, it felt very, it felt very weird until the end. The brand placement. <laughs> Suddenly, there was a lot of branding at the end of the movie. Like the last half hour, I saw like Starbucks. We mentioned Postmates. Mm-hmm. There was Amazon. The Amazon Locker, specifically, also looking up products on Amazon. Yeah, it was super strange. That that was a little weird towards the end. Um, he is known to put in little brand things in there, but I think that's more of like a pop culture reference than, yeah. than anything else. I swear, I don't feel like any of that's, like, pop culture right now. It's weird. It just was odd. It came 
it didn't come off to me as blatant as like Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Right. Yeah, it Where, wasn't like an ad, but some of the shots did. Yes. Well, like when he they specifically, I remember one moment where he's looking up at the apartment building and we had to really make sure that Starbucks took up like three fourths of the screen, but it was <laughs> faded. So it's okay. It wasn't really a brand placement. <laughs> it's just him walking through the streets. Yeah. Those I, kinds I, of things take me out. I totally, I totally saw what you mean. Especially like right at the end, it felt like we started throwing up, just putting up stuff on the screen too, with like, he Googled the location of a thing nearby and then searched up the, uh, the product on Amazon and we get, we're seeing that. It's like, why, why did I need, I guess I needed to kind of see that, but like, yeah, it was suddenly a different style. Yeah. And I'm sure people out there thinking, you know, to themselves like, Oh, it's, you know, it's Amazon. What else is he going to use? It's like, I get that, but there's ways to show that that's just the world we live in that you use Amazon to that structure versus here's a shot of the Amazon locker. Now fan pan over to him. He's opening up the door. You know? Yeah, but I kind of, I actually kind of liked it though because it made it really made the movie modern. Yeah. Like how how is there possibly an assassin in modern times? Because of yeah. a thing that he said in the movie too, of like it's not possible for you to uh, just not exist in the twenty first century. Yeah, you you will you will appear. You just have to not be uh, interesting. And yeah. so I actually kind of liked that they did that they did show the branding on everything because it made it like, oh, this is kind this is realistic. Okay. This yeah. is how easy it is actually. That's true. I mean, not actually. People are not doing this. No, but Hopefully. I know what you mean. But yeah, you're right though. He does mention it. When it kind of sets it up to where you're watching for that the whole time now. Like yeah. it just throws on that element because you know sometimes you, you think about that, but also there's times you go into these action movies where you turn off that realistic element in your mm -hmm. mind. You know, like something like the Equalizer. It's like how his camera's not ever caught this guy. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> yeah, turn that off in your brain. Yeah. So when they mention it in here, you're like, okay, now I know that they're thinking about that the whole time. Yeah. Because I was thinking specifically when he was trying to get into the garage, he like just walked in, and then they made it a purpose to show the camera, and I was thinking like. Nobody's gonna do anything about a man just walking into your parking garage like that, and then that's a testament to the end where they're like, "He's like, man, this place security sucks." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is a good point. Like, yeah, yeah. he and makes it a point to be like, "Hey, your security is trash, mm -hmm. my boy." Like, I just walked in. Yeah, I just walked in here, and I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how simple it was. It yeah. was a lot of uh, a lot of the movie was just social engineering too. Do you know social engineering? No. So <laughs> there's something I learned as a uh, penetration tester when I had that when I had that role. I yeah best best job title bro, Wh which was about uh, there's an aspect of like of hacking in a way that is just social engineering, where if I want to try and physically get access somewhere or. I try. I want to get info about a company or something like that. You can just start calling, and just start asking questions or try to show up pretending mm -hmm. to have a job, pretending to be there for a job interview, mm -hmm. and then you can potentially get through. And there are people who I've met a guy who I was in college. This was crazy. I was in college. A guest uh, lecturer was brought in for a cybersecurity class, and he was a a physical penetration tester. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Not like that. I just, I like just registered. <laughs> what, what, 
<laughs> no. Oh, no. 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 Wow, I got it. No. no. Uh huh. So what was he? Is that, is that his official job title? I don't know. Because that's a great job. I will do whatever it takes. I will pay the money. I will go to school to get that title of a physical penetration testing. Yeah, Thank you. That dude cannot be real. I can imagine the business card. <laughs> Oh, dude, I cannot believe I just said that. Uh, but yes, he, he was a penetration tester. But the style of it was uh, he actually worked for the government and he specifically his entire job was to break into government facilities and see how far he could get without actually like breaking in. How far could he as a normal person just get through the facility? Yeah. And so it ended up being like hospitals and stuff that he would be tasked with going through and no one there would know who he was or that a test was going on and he would end up like in surgery rooms and like just everywhere he shouldn't be. He, that was his entire job was wow. just to report on how easy was it for him, a normal guy to just, uh, just get through the entire facility. Yeah, that is a common problem. That, that's something I always think to myself when, uh, when I when I'm thinking about like security or just any sort of, I guess law enforcement's the wrong word I'm looking for, but just that kind of high level security, like yeah. high level threat, like you're talking about like hospitals or government facilities. And I think to myself so often of like, for most of these people, it's just a job. Yeah. So like they don't really care much about that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. there are people out there who know that and can take advantage of that yeah well it, it it is so simple too as i've i have heard about other pen testers who've with social engineering where they have uh they have called a company it and like their customer support or like an hr representative or something and been like hey i i had an interview with your company i'm considering options right now but i wanted to know because i'm i if I do get selected for this job, is there any like food or like good places to eat around there that for lunch that I can do so I don't have to bring my own meal? And then the person might rattle off a few places and it's like for the person who just called, it's like, okay, so the employees usually show up at these places during lunch mm -hmm. around there. I can go there. They likely will have their badges on them. And a lot of time people leave badges on while they go to a place mm -hmm. and there is ways to quickly try like copy it and clone a badge that's crazy yeah that this same thing that you're talking about social engineering i have heard of it now that you talk about it mm -hmm. it just happened a few weeks ago in vegas i don't know if you heard about this with the um with the MGM. with that big hack that happened yeah yes yes yeah, so mm -hmm. the big hack that happened where somebody hacked the all of mgm services and held all of their online stuff hostage yep it was confirmed that the old that they was the simplest way they did it they came out and said how they did it they mm -hmm. were like we just called your IT help desk, said I was an employee trying to get on my computer, and they gave me all the information I had I needed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like it was that simple. Yeah. It was that simple for him to just be like, Yeah, I just called IT and just said, Yeah, I'm having trouble logging on. Yeah. And they gave me everything I needed to get in. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now I'm holding your whole entire software hostage. Good luck. Yep. 
That's insane. Like it's yeah. just, that's so scary how how and that's the thing that IT guy is probably just thinking like I'm just an IT I just bro I just work from home for IT <laughs> yeah. for MGM like I'm just a nobody here. Yeah. Whatever. Here's your login, bud. Pass doesn't it on. Ma- doesn't matter. They gave me all the stuff to confirm who they are. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that's everybody in those job scenarios, but you got to remember every job out there has somebody in it where it's just a job to them. Yeah. I mean even down to like the military, uh, uh, you know, not mm-hmm. it's not like a disrespectful thing. There are literally people out there who just they just do it cuz it's a job. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, the benefits are good, so I'll just do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, not every job has passion workers like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the scary thing that you're talking about where it's just like, man, you could just get into that quick and hold all of MGM yep. hostage. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's social engineering. My, I, I've had mentors who were, who were very adamant about like, no, you need to, you... You need to keep this stuff in mind because you're going to use it. But also, like, as an employee of a company, you need to keep this mind and teach other people about it. Yeah. It was wild to learn about because that was, like, that seemed almost more powerful than just, like, normal cybersecurity hacking at times. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good way that they used that in uh, in the movie there. That was an interesting tactic. Yes, sir. Yeah. it was a, that. So I liked that part. All that to say. I liked that part. That it was just social engineering on how he got into these places. I did like, I did, one of my favorite moments is when he's on Amazon and he's searching up like card fob. Yeah. <laughs> Scanners. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that simple. Yep. So that was, that was funny. I was a little, I just, I laughed. I was like. Yeah, I laughed at that too. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> just Amazon searching out a hack. Like. Yeah. I just, card fob swap. Yep. Yeah. Why, why do I need to make it harder That's than like, it is? You know, yeah. I don't need to do anything else. Uh, I really liked the concept of the handling system mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you made this mistake and then it's later on revealed that the, the, the buyer, the man who hired the, them for the job mm-hmm. was offered uh, an insurance policy. Yeah. And it was like, in this very rare case, we missed the mark. There's your insurance policy. Do you want to take it or not? Mm-hmm. And the guy has no clue what that means. Yeah. But in, in the hitman world, it's, I'm going to kill him. Right. We're going to send a hit on him because he, he knows too much. Yeah. I, I, I did like some of the, seeing some of the intricacies behind it. That, that, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's always been a favorite of mine. Even in like John Wick when they do that too. Mm-hmm. It's fun seeing how the hitman society. Yeah, rules. seeing what the world is around them that makes the assassin able to do his work and get the jobs. That was cool. So I loved that. Everything in that everything that went down in that office with the main handler guy and we were learning more during that interaction, I loved. Yeah. Yeah, and I, um and I think that's why he spares him at the end cuz he realizes like you're right. You you were just doing a job. I was just doing a job. This is just what happens. My bad. <laughs> I love that he just showed up and was like, "Do we have a problem?" Yeah. Like two hours of build up <laughs> to this moment and yeah. it's all everything that we just did was all so he could get to the original buyer and be like, Do we have a problem? Like let no no killing immediately, nothing. Just you put out a hit on me. <laughs> like yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't have a problem. I, I think that, that that girl's story, the last person he kills, the story where she talks about the bear and the hunter keeps coming back out to kill the bear mm-hmm. and fails each time. I, I kind of see that setting up of the story as well, where it's like, okay, so he's killed the guy who drove the, the people mm-hmm. who could have just not drove them or left and got help. And yeah. he just took the money. He killed the guy, the people who killed his, or who tried to kill him and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
and I think he's I think he's starting to realize towards the end that there was some wisdom in what she was saying in that the last person he kills will actually shoot him in the foot. Yeah. Because it will be strictly out of pure emotion for killing the buyer. Yeah. Like his only sole purpose of killing the buyer is out of pure rage and emotion and he's gotten lucky the other four times he did it. Yeah. He's gotten lucky that he hasn't been caught because he's doing it out of his normal routine and mm-hmm. killing. Yeah. And so he's realizing this dude is actually some high grade stuff. Yeah. Like if this guy dies, it will be known. Mm-hmm. The other three people I killed, they were already killers. They're 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 nobody. Low value. But this guy, if he dies, people will come looking for answers, and I, like, I, I can't risk it this. Yeah, time. yeah. So I think that that was that was a really cool little like plot development in there that he kind of realizes, and I just love the threat he leaves him with of like it was this easy for me to get in. Yeah, I'll do it again. I could do it again. I'll do it again. Wherever you are, I'll do it again. And I'm not easy. gonna make it. I can make it, and that's why he tells him too. He's like, I can make it a slow death too, so it doesn't even trace back to me. <laughs> right, right. I'm already thinking of ways I could do it. Mm-hmm. But just know I'm out. Yeah. It's too much of a risk for me. Peace. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that so that was an interesting little little tidbit there. Yeah. All in all it was interesting. So that said, do you wanna banana? Plug it into the banana meter. Plug it into the banana There's the minions over there. There they are. There they are. If you're new to the show, this is what we do. We get the minions to come and bring the banana meter. And our our enthusiasm about yeah. the banana Ooh, meter and the minions. It's the video. It's hard to do. I know. I know. I'm just saying, it seems like there's nothing against you guys over there. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Nothing against you guys. Our enthusiasm about all these minions. <laughs> Seems to be dwindling with each well, week. It's just not as fun when they live in your closet. Like it was nice when they lived in the attic at the old house. Yeah, like, yeah. This one, it's just like they're kind of like sad. We might, maybe, we might need to let them go at no. some point. No? no, they're staying forever. Okay, all right. Went, no, I get back there. I saw you trying to run. Wow, that was really mean. He, I think he needs to use the bathroom. But no. Okay. So we have a we have a little bucket in there. Okay, <laughs> set it up for a reason. <laughs> Guys, it's hard to find good help. <laughs> yeah, that's why we got the minions. Yeah. Anywho, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start it off. Um, I've been thinking about how I want to rate this movie. And I think for me, because it's an artsy-fartsy, noir-style, <laughs> I feel like movies like this deserve, what, what am I thinking of, not 65, 70s, like an off number between those, you know? Like, Most movies, I'm like, oh, just round it up, round um, up, round right, down. Yeah. I like to round up, round down in the fives area. Mm-hmm. But for movies like these, they deserve actual numbers. <laughs> and for this one, it's gonna get like a 71 out of me. Okay. I really enjoyed the style of movie. That like, I, I really enjoyed the direction that they were going and the way they he directs the movie. Like, I love the the. I love the visuals. Mm-hmm. I love the scenes. The fighting is We didn't talk much About the fighting But the way he does fights It just feels so intense Even though It's just like A big dude Just throwing a punch Yeah Any other action movie That would have just been like A side off thing You know like in John Wick When they start going Hand to hand combat It's not the main Thing you're looking for It's the Like the guns And all that Yeah 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 But in this one It's like You feel what's happening And it's so fun Mm -hmm. And every kill There's always some weird Way they do it Um I liked I liked the direction of the movie. I just feel like that there was something big missing for me. And I don't know what it is. Mm. And I don't know. Maybe that's just the way the book's written. Because how much do you want to de- defer from a book that you've wanted to make for 20 years? You yeah. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
maybe that's what he was struggling with. Do I add something? Do I not? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna give it like a 71. I'm gonna plug it in right there. I just, I, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Like I really, I really did have a good time yeah. watching it and I, I probably maybe would rewatch it again. I don't know. I'd have to be into it, but I don't know. I can't go any higher than that. Okay. 71, take it or leave it. There, there's just, there's a lot to like about it in the direction it was going. And I like the story. I like the, the narration style, like all that. I just, I feel like I'm missing Something Okay Alright I don't know what it is Alright No I get that I get that I feel like our ratings Would be different Here I'm not I'm not terribly far But like I I just didn't I It's just not It wasn't my style I think So I wasn't as into it It's a unique style For sure Mm-hmm. So it was a little odd to me But I still Like Generally enjoyed it But it is not a movie That I would I, I don't think I would have watched this on my own if you didn't suggest it. Uh, I don't know. So for me, and I'll I'll do I'll do the same thing as you of like give it it's gotta a be, real number. Yeah, 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 a real number. But I'll give it like a truly real number. I'm gonna give it a sixty three point two. Ooh, I mm-hmm. like that. That's a mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's a good place to put it. Just because it was kind of to me, it was just kind of meh. For somebody that's not seen his movies before, that's definitely a, a good spot to put this at mm-hmm. in that field. Like, you know, because it's not his best work. Yeah. And I don't think it comes close to his best work. Yeah. But it's, he did it better than most could have, I think. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. It was interesting. It was just kind of, eh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really cannot piece together what I feel like was missing. I just feel like I ate a meal and I'm still kind of hungry. Yeah, for more. Like I want some, but like I not that I want more. I just I, there was something in there I just didn't like. Yeah, I don't know. So it's an interesting one. No, I get it. It was it was just odd to me. I don't know. I just thought it was I just thought it was weird. I just thought it was weird. That's all I can say about it. I just thought it was weird. I liked it. I, I thought it was good, but it not that good. Not that good. Not that good. Seventy one. I mean, that's a decent. That's good. Yeah, that's fine. That's a C. Yeah. Mine's a D. So I like this in a D plus territory. Combined D plus. D plus. Somewhere in the mid like mid to high sixties. I like that. That's a good place to put it in this yeah. Perfect. I like that a lot actually. Perfect. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Dude Date Night. We do hope you enjoy. As always, be sure to like, comment, or subscribe on YouTube. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you listen there. Uh, Follow us on social media everywhere and tell a friend about the show. And thank you, as always. So bye-bye. Stay safe out there. Okay? Remember, it's real.